Hello and welcome back to the Firestarters Podcast. I'm Colin, here with Joe. Week 9 overreactions. Today, we've got week 9 overreactions. <laughs> Let's chop it up. Hit us up at Pod Firestarters on Twitter. Email us at thefirestarterspod at gmail.com with questions to get you guys more involved in these episodes. It is 7.57. It is November 8th, 2021. We are a quarter through a rock fight between the Steelers and the Bears. Steelers up 7-0. What up, Joe? I don't know if it's because all my teams are cold. This is the third week that I'm going to sweep all my leagues. But I'm kind of getting bored of football. I ain't, I ain't going <laughs> to lie. I don't know if the games are just sucking more. <laughs> or if it's the fact that we kind of know what everybody is by now. That there's no more surprises. But it's getting, getting kind of tough out here. No. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weird games. There's a lot of predictable performances, and then a lot of just random guys that nobody would ever expect to score any po- fantasy points. Like Malik Turner. Yeah, that I had never heard of. I know like five wide receivers on their roster, and then I see M. Turner. It's like, because I have Dak, so the sleeper notification that comes up, it's like, Dak Prescott to M. Turner for five yards. Touchdown. And I'm like, who Ooh. the fuck is M. Turner? Is that like the only it's M. Not- Turner I know is is Michael Turner? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, That's what I'm saying. But, alas, we have a podcast. So what we're going to do is we hit the mid-season point in the NFL so we're gonna just overreact on a game-by-game basis so you're still gonna get a little bit of recap and then you're gonna get a lot of bit of overreaction from me I don't know what Joe's got planned but I got takes to fire off (laughs) that's that's what we're here for because why not so we might as well kick things off with the beautiful Thursday night tilt another gem you know this upcoming week, we get the Ravens and the Dolphins. Mm. Last week, we had the Jets and the Colts. I mean, it was kind of a good game. It just wasn't a close game. Because I've come to the conclusion that Zach Wilson's just the worst quarterback on the Jets. Because <laughs> it seems everybody else they throw back there can move the ball and throw for 300 yards. Our, our, our guy Mike White, a.k.a. White Lightning and a.k.a. White Lotus... Hurt his forearm, like, right early in the game. Couldn't grip the ball on the sideline. And in comes 13-year vet Josh Johnson. He's like, all right, whatever. Throws for 300 yards, three touchdowns. And plays goddamn hard out. Yeah. And they're in a chance to win the game, too, if the ball doesn't get tipped down at the goal line. They had, like, a minute 30 left. He got tipped and intercepted. If they score, they go for two. Onside kick. <laughs> There's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah, both of these quarterbacks have breathed life into the Jets more than Zach Wilson had in his first seven games of his career. And 
I'm not saying Zach Wilson's a bust, but I am saying this is why quarterbacks from BYU don't start in their first year. All right, maybe it's a good idea that Trey Lance is sitting for a year because he went to a small school and he's very unpolished, so he's going to sit for a year. Mac Jones had the luxury of going to Alabama and being coached by Nick Saban. And then Zach going Wilson, to the Patriots. Yeah, and then going to the Patriots. Out of all places. So it's like... and, and Bill Belichick's Nick Saban's best friend, so they, they're, they're good. He's like, what's but, up? But you get some veteran quarterbacks into this system and you all, all of a sudden see some fireworks. And Josh Johnson was no exception. And it's like... You watch. I watched Salah on the sideline this entire game. And he just walks around with his head down. Like where he was supposed to be this fiery head coach, you know, into the game. You know, was geeking always on the sideline with San Francisco. And now he just looks like he hates his life. And that's not something you can have. He should have been into this game as this dude Josh Johnson was... Leading this team down the field with a chance to score with a fourth quarter. But you see him on the sideline, and he was just going like this. Like, keep keep running, you know. Yep. Keep staying in the two-minute drill. Joe Wave, is uh, waving his arm spin, as, spinning his finger in a circle yeah. right now for all you that can't see him. Yeah, he was just looking at the ground, waving his arm. Yep. Wasn't even looking at the field. And I was like, come on, dude. Like, obviously your team sucks, but he's, he's no Dan Campbell. No, Dan Campbell would have been. He probably would have flexed out and passed out on the sideline. <laughs> he might have been on he, the field. <laughs> he was ready to go. He'd have, he'd have been trying to take a snap. He'd have been in like in the huddle. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't like what I've seen from Bob Sala. No, and uh, I yeah I I haven't liked Robert Sala and his whole body language this whole like approach this year because you know the jets aren't going to be good you don't take this job because they're good you came from the 49ers you went to a bad team that needed a head coach in the worst way you got to know that your team's going to suck but apparently he didn't know that or something I, i don't know and he has zach wilson as a quarterback he saw them all in camp he should know what to expect there i mean i so i don't i don't know what's going on there but yeah and then on the other side jonathan taylor is gonna end up leading the league in rushing yep he's 116 yards behind derrick henry and he's got 79 less carries which is wild that is crazy and then nick chubbs the next closest he's got he's 100 short of jonathan taylor and i think he's got 20 less carries or something like that that is that's a nice top three. Those are the three best pure runners <laughs> yeah. in the NFL. It's yeah. it's them and then probably Dalvin Cook right after. Because, yeah, that's that's nice. But J- JT. JT. Couldn't have went to a better situation. Absolutely. Like, as far as offensive line play and just the way the team's set up. Oh, boy, is nice. The the way he leverages the second level works so well because these holes are massive and he hits that hole straight on and then he cuts to that outside and then he bursts and it's just gone. Gone. <laughs> no, There's no nobody. angle a safety can take. 
that's going to be able to get at JT once he hits that burst because that that second third year that he has is better than most running backs in the NFL. Nick Chubb also has that. You saw that in their game. Yes. But Ooh, yes. damn, JT is a monster. Uh, I know. I know. I said we're not doing fantasy, but that's dynasty RB one at the moment because yeah. he's doing this on like fifteen touches a game, it, and it is identical to what you've seen at Wisconsin. It looks completely the same. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you if you got the opportunity, go get you some JT in all <laughs> ways, shapes, and forms. Yeah. Overpay for JT. Buy high. Oh man. Uh. T.Y. Hilton's still banged up, so Michael Pittman season will continue. Yeah. Wentz likes him. Good guy that's good. Uh, he's down there somewhere type of guy because <laughs> he'll go up and grab it. And that's won- what Wentz, Wentz likes to do that. <laughs> I, I wonder if they're going to keep trying to get yards uh, by underthrowing receivers and getting defensive pass interference. Because <laughs> it's been specialty. working. It's been it's- working. <laughs> yeah, th- th- there wasn't many Wentz plays this game which is probably why they put up 45 points <laughs> exactly a lot of jt and he minds just it was just a lot of rushing in general they yeah. they ran the shit out of the ball the whole game as they should they should do this every game mm-hmm. jt should be getting 20 touches or 20 rushes he should be getting like 26 touches yeah and naeem Hines can get whatever's left over no love no love for marlon mack you know how I feel about Marlon Mack. Probably the most surprising game um, with a score of 6-9. to Buffalo losing to Jacksonville <laughs> in Jacksonville. Uh, Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen. Josh Allen picked off Josh Allen. Josh Allen had a fumble recovery off of a Josh Allen fumble. And Josh Allen was overall the better Josh Allen. Joe is having a field day with this. Joe loved this. This was good content. When the Jags put out the meme and they had Josh Allen's, the Jacksonville Josh Allen's head on (laughs) on Jordan's body, and then quotations was, they were calling Jacksonville's the other Josh Allen. And then it was, I took that shit personally. (laughs) And he did, because he outscored the quarterback by over 10 points in our league yeah (laughs) oh man that's that's a a rare hat trick to have the 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 pick the sack and the fumble recovery fumble recovery that's impressive and he had like eight tackles like just and it was on a dude (laughs) that had the same name yeah it's just a, a massive game Breakup performance, dare I say, from Josh Allen against uh, the the other Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, who had to fill in because Daniil Hunter tore his pectoral on my team. So I had to, I had to pull Josh Allen up from the taxi, we'll slide him into the starting lineup, and look at that. Made it happen. Boy goes crazy. Uh, Other than that, the game sucked. I, you know, I mean, Trevor Lawrence left this game with an ankle injury. Yeah. And came back, and they still won. And that's just insanity. Uh, James Robinson was injured. 
so Carlos Hyde got the touches, but that didn't matter. Uh, yeah, this was just kind of a gross game, and the Jags wanted it more. Shaq Griffin was on the sideline saying, look at them. They're sitting over there. They don't give a shit about this game. Let's show them that we can beat they ass. It's any given Sunday. And then they went out and did it. <laughs> it was 420 days since the Jaguars won in Jacksonville. Whew. This is, uh, they made their first field goal on American soil in this game, <laughs> this season. <laughs> Urban is now 2-1 since, since the incident. <laughs> Maybe you learned a little something at the chop house. Uh, found, found, he found God <laughs> after that. On that, on that ride home alone, <laughs> he said, "I gotta, I gotta be better." Gotta that be picture better. got out. PR guy hit him up. You're like Urban man, this is gonna be a fucking mess. You gotta start winning some games, dog. Uh, can't wait for him to pick up Odell off of waivers. Oh God. Uh, a team that had an opportunity to pick up Odell off waivers and it might quite it might work because of the incident they had off the field and had taken a couple headlines away from the whole Urban Meyer situation. Las Vegas Raiders lost 16-23 to against Dan Jones and the Giants. <laughs> uh, this was... A very bad game from Derek Carr, but I don't blame him <laughs> at all. Yeah. There's a lot going on in Vegas. <laughs> so, uh, Devontae Booker kind of just dominated this game on the ground. and he, he did the Saquon thing. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. So, I mean... Oh, what do you what do you think about this Las Vegas team? Because they're 5-3... and three, Still atop the AFC West, but they have all of these problems circulating, like ready to just pick them apart. Well, they went out. They got the Sean Jackson. You know, got got a field tre- uh, field stretcher now after they lost theirs because he's a fucking idiot. And good call by Brett. Good call Brett by Brett. Called it. Yeah, shout out Brett. He's not going to so listen to shout this. Shout out to Brett. No, he doesn't. Hey, it's all right. <laughs> but that was a good call by Brett. He had a good take. Maybe maybe we'll get him on now. Other than that, I have nothing to say about this game. <laughs> I I there's, there's no conversation to be had about the Giants, and I don't want to talk about the Raiders. Well, so. I'll, I'll just mention one thing. Hunter Renfro <clears throat> is good. It's true. Him, he's a good wide receiver. Him and Darren Waller, second best white wide receiver in the league. Yeah, all right, <laughs> I can get down with that. Yeah, name another one. I, uh, <laughs> Danny Amendola. <laughs> what team's he on? <laughs> the Texans. <Hey. laughs> uh, ah, Cole Beasley. Oh Cole yeah, Beasley. yep, you're right. I mean, still might take Renfro. I take Renfro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Raiders got a lot going on. I I just am worried that they're going to kind of fall down this, like, <laughs> I feel like they just plateaued and they're just going to drop off the edge of the cliff. B- 
because well, they do it every year anyways. It's true, and now it's facilitated by a lot of off-field issues. So yeah, really, really atrocious things. Uh, the Giants have a bye next week, so they will be fully healthy going into Week Eleven, <laughs> which will be nice. Uh, nice to see. Well, shouldn't say fully healthy. Saquon will be healthy at least. I don't know about like Kenny Galladay and those guys, but. <laughs> Sterling Shepard. Yeah, oh. yeah. Kadarius Tony only had one catch in this game, which is criminal. Well, he only played fifty-five percent of offensive snaps, which is also criminal. Yeah. So, uh, also, I mean, Kyle Rudolph led the team in receptions, but they they, they won, so it doesn't <laughs> how they did it doesn't that's matter. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Uh, we can move on to the MVP of the league, Cordell Patterson. Filled the stat sheet uh, against as he does <laughs> against New Orleans. As he does. Young Wei Ku is ice cold always. Had the game winning yep. kick. Trevor Simeon could not get it done. They they finally the, Alvin Kamara. I mean, Trevor Simeon got it done. The defense that's fair couldn't hold up. That's fair. So uh, Alvin Kamara didn't get a target until the third quarter. Uh, which was a little bit worrisome, nauseating. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, started started finding him often, and he kind of carried this comeback. And they almost almost ended up winning this one, but Matty Ice, in the namesake, finished them off. <laughs> you just it's just so hard to trust Matt Ryan. You never know what Matt Ryan you're gonna get. Yeah, from week to week, especially against New Orleans. Right, it was like, is that pass rush gonna get to him? <laughs> is he gonna have the game where he throws three interceptions? Uh, but no, they got the good, good Matt Ryan, and somehow the Falcons are still alive. They are. They, Alameda Zacchaeus breathing life back into the Falcons season. Yep. He ended up getting two tuds. Uh, <laughs> Some so the thing is, when Calvin Ridley doesn't play, it's this coin flip between Russell Gage and Olamide Zacchaeus. <laughs> one of the most frustrating like flex options that you could have because one of them's gonna have a good game, but yeah, this is just a oh what an interesting season so far Ugh. for both these teams. Yeah, New Orleans. I'm I don't understand why they're not playing. Taysom Hill if they're paying him so much money. He can play. He played in this game. Well, he just he had the concussion, just came back. I don't know. He had like... I think he'll start next week. Like, I... If he's going to start next week, he should have just started this week. He had two red zone carries. That's what he does. I know. If he has a concussion and like that's why he's not starting, he probably shouldn't be running it in like downhill into linebackers on... Red, I don't know. Ugh. But, well, but yeah. Speaking of red zone carries, Kirk Cousins got his first rushing touchdown of the season. My guy. <laughs> it was, I'll give it to him. It was a pretty good play. He just he did he jumped over the line, extended the ball. It was. I didn't see it coming. No, me either. Um, but then he also did the Kirk Cousins thing, which was. Not winning the game in overtime after Lamar th- gets a ball tipped and it's intercepted by Anthony Barr, and then Vikings immediately go three and out. Um, 
But Lamar is now, like, a game winner. Yes. B- before this year, they were 0-6 in games down by double digits in the second half. And this year, they're already 3-0. The dude is getting better and better at the quarterback position. Not to mention he ran 21 times for 120 yards. Woo. He is... He's got... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. He, I mean, he's the rushing leader on the team. He's got the highest yards per carry, I think, in the league by all rushers. He's... A, I think he led the league last year and the year before in yards per carry as well. So it's like... And then he looked rough early in this game. Uh, his accuracy was pretty off but late in the game they started running hitches to marquise brown and then he was just gone yeah 15 yards on like every single one of them it's like if that's a new wrinkle they're throwing in might have been something in the game plan that they kind of figured out is what i'm guessing because the vikings were playing pretty soft coverage as they do yeah but yeah i mean lamar is tied for the league lead in comeback wins this season with four tied with justin herbert and he's just they they used the narrative was lamar can't come back when he's down 10 like you said he hadn't done it because he relied so much on his legs well now he's kind of putting it all together you see it every week yeah you see it every week how much improved he is and i think it helps a lot that he has somebody that he can trust in Bateman and then also has Marquise who is developing into exactly what he needs as a deep threat and then Mark Andrews on top of that who he's always kind of been able to trust for the most part outside of a few untimely drops. So, yeah, I mean, Lamar, this development has been – incredible and the fact that they don't have a running game and they're still sitting there at six and two is just the cherry on top and i think that almost helps them that they don't have a good running back yeah because then they're playing lighter boxes because then they're trying to protect the pass more and then you run the design draw and then lamar's out in space picking up eight yards a carry i i actually think it's helping them that they don't have a running back that has breakaway speed i mean lev bell and Devontae freeman are just like plowing <laughs> yes. running into the back of the lineman yep. hoping they can fall forward yeah this <laughs> the backfield is i i still don't understand how they don't play tyson williams because i feel like at least he has like a beating heart inside his chest and i don't know if that's true of any of the other guys on the roster but lamar like like i said I think last NFL podcast we did. Lamar can supplement the run game just fine, and he doesn't take hits. So yeah. if he needs to carry it 25 times, go ahead. <laughs> That's how he won MVP. I mean, it, we'll see how that translates to the playoffs, as we do every year. But so far, so good this season. I mean, if he keeps playing like this, he's going to be – up there. I mean, who who would you, are you putting in the MVP conversation now? So, like, Derrick Henry's hurt. It's probably, it's like Tom Brady, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Lamar right now. Because 
Matt Stafford has shown that we'll we'll talk about him later when we get to Sunday night football, but he's had a couple stinkers. And Josh Allen also had a couple stinkers. Kyler's team just won without him. <laughs> convincingly. Yeah. And uh, uh, he played really bad against the Packers, and I'm sure he was injured, but so is everybody else in the league. I mean, I unless you're giving it to Cordell Patterson like I joked, like <laughs> it, it's it's I think it's Tom, I think it's Aaron, I think it's Lamar, but Tom has thrown a couple bad games too. Yeah, and I'm, I mean his last—he threw away the last game right. against the Saints. And I mean Rodgers did the same thing against the Saints week one, so I don't know. Well, two teams that probably won't have a guy in the MVP conversation for the next fifteen to twenty years. Houston <laughs> <laughs> Texans and the Miami Dolphins, because those teams are dog water. Yeah, Tyrod was back, and he was absolutely gross. Uh, for some reason, Tua was like, "My fingers broke." I can't go. Well, but if you need me, <laughs> I'll be the emergency quarterback. Well, Brian Flores said uh, he's not making the throws we would like him to be able to make. <laughs> and it's like, isn't that every week? <laughs> but, yeah, so Tua sat out this one, game time decision. So, yeah, this was just a disgusting game. I mean... Miami won, but at what cost? <laughs> I don't they even... still only put up nine points, and Davis Mills wasn't the starting quarterback. I know. Houston. It was so disappointing because you, <laughs> Tyrod was pretty good at the beginning of the season, and so you saw him coming back, and you're like, oh, Houston's going to be better. <laughs> and then he nope. threw three picks. <laughs> hey, you thought. You thought. <laughs> yeah. This was a. I I honestly I don't think I watched any of this game because I was watching Red Zone. I I. <laughs> I didn't see a single highlight of the game. That's for sure. Do you think <laughs> I don't even think they showed the highlights before Sunday Night Football? They just skipped over this game. Do you think either of these teams know what a highlight is? No. Uh, Jalen Waddle does because he played for Alabama. <laughs> but they still can't use him how he should be used, anyways. So that's fair. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, at least we know two is better than Jacoby Brissett. Do we? <sighs> Are we sure? No. <laughs> I Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, but it's it's not. Jacoby Brissett just won this game. Okay. I could have won. I could have won. Two was game. one in seven. <laughs> this, this oh, game, no. Houston is awful. <laughs> this team is so bad. Like. Tell me to, that I can't throw it to Jalen Waddle on a bubble screen and hand it to Miles Gaskin, bro. Tell me I can't do that against this team. I mean, I can't, obviously. But, Come God, on, this team, they <laughs> suck bad. And now Tua, and Tua uh. is uncertain because it's Thursday night football. So we're going to gonna get Jay Brisket <laughs> against the Ravens. Versus Lamar Jackson. Oh, I uh, can't wait. Love watching Lamar. Uh, we can move on to a team that I thought I loved watching. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Who got blow- shut out 30-0. to zero. I refuse to acknowledge the 16 points they put up because they're fake. <laughs> to Malik Turner. <laughs> Those points are fake. They don't actually exist. Uh, Denver 
just apparently put on a show, ran all over Dallas. Michael Parsons had a fantastic game, but it didn't matter. Javante looked great. Melvin looked okay. And Dak looked like shit. I, like, I don't know what to take away from this game because I thought Denver was mailing it in when they traded Vaughn for a second and a third. But apparently their GM said, we have guys to replace him. We're not tanking this season. And, I I mean, it's hard to disagree after seeing this. Well, <laughs> yeah, Fangio, he's trying to hang around. <laughs> Teddy was just kind of slanging yeah. it a little bit. Judy. He threw that deep one to Tim Patrick for a touchdown Guess down who, the left sideline. Who did he beat? That was a good ball. Trevon Diggs. Diggs. <laughs> Shocker. DPOY. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This was Tim Patrick. If uh, he's still on waivers in your league, just pick him up because Teddy and him have great, chem- yeah. like great chemistry. So doesn't yeah, doesn't matter who, is... if Sutton and Judy are healthy. Yeah, Tim Patrick. Yeah, Sutton is still, didn't do anything. Yeah, and Tim Patrick went crazy because Teddy loves Tim Patrick. But Judy got involved. That was nice to see. Uh, Dak, garbage time king, <laughs> as he was uh, for a while when their defense was dog shit. Wonder if they're chanting Cooper Rush. Oh, I hope not. Don't disrespect <laughs> Dak like that. <laughs> He's. He's been playing great, man. Somebody came to me at work, I'll let you imagine who, and said, bro, who should be comeback player of the year? I was like, Dak. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's like, are you sure A.J. Green shouldn't be? And I'm like, yeah. He he played last year. (laughs) Right. He's just (laughs) not good. He played like eight games last year. Yeah. He gave you the old Julio treatment where he was like, oh, am I going to play? I got a hamstring. I'm a, uh, game time decision. Put me in. I'll be no, yeah, out I'm playing. I'm, play- oh, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. But, yeah, uh, that stupid question. Dak is obviously the comeback player of the year. <laughs> There's no second option. Saquon and C-Mac were the other two, but they both already got hurt this season. So. Yeah. Oh, what is there? Is there anything else about this game that you took away? I just I don't see how Ceedee Lamb goes two for nine when he's one of the top five best route runners in the league. It's like yeah, same with Amari Cooper, just a, another one of the best route runners in the league, and just gets two receptions for like thirty six yards. <laughs> Should have got Cooper Rush. That's, that's all I'm saying. Hey, Pat Pat Sertain, baby. They could have. Could have sat Dak one more week. Played Cooper Rush. (laughs) Pat Pat Sertain must be really good. He must be covering (laughs) three wide receivers. Every play. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. But uh, DB that really locked up a very talented receiver, Greg Newsom, was putting the clamps on Jamar Chase. All game long in this Cleveland-Cincinnati game. Cleveland trounced them 41-16, to sans Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Baker looked Common pretty theme. good, but Nick Chubb <laughs> looked better. Yeah. 
minus Kareem Hunt. You heard me talk about it earlier this season. When Kareem Hunt's in, he gets all the value touches. Well, Dernish Johnson isn't getting those value touches. <laughs> Nick Chubb is. <laughs> yeah. He's getting all the work. From everywhere. And he can score it from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a nuclear option if you ever had one. You can just hand it to Nick Chubb at the 30-yard line. Your 30-yard line. Uh, your 30-yard <laughs> line. Your 30. And you can look down, look back up, and it's like, oh. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah. And that's like we were talking about with JT earlier. It's like he punches through that hole. Cleveland has one of the best offensive lines in football. It's starting to get healthier. And he gets past that second level. It's a wrap. Yeah. Sorry, you're not tackling him if you're a small DB. It's not. Dude is huge. And then he puts on puts on the gas and it's like oh all right it's a wrap he's gone so yeah this is a fantastic nick chubb game just he scored two touchdowns just not cincinnati's day no when you throw the 100 yard or 98 yard pick six yep that's always yeah this was not joey b's day i mean he i think jamar dropped a bomb Newsom broke up a bomb. So it, those are the plays that kind of flip these games on their head for the Bengals and just never quite worked out. This AFC North has got to be the best division in football. Everyone's yeah. always talking about the NFC West, but they have nah. two good teams. And then yep. the Seahawks. Russ, Russ is back. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. Magic Keeling Russ is back. He, he went and talked to LeBron. He went and said, hey, bro, what do I got to do? No, he went to, to Germany. He talked to Dirk. <laughs> he said, <laughs> said, who's dude out there? I know I know he can do a little something. But, yeah, that, uh, that division could have uh, three teams in the playoffs. Very true. It, it, could that, have, that is a... it could have four. I mean, Pittsburgh's winning right now. <laughs> They're beating it's the Bears. It's true, right yeah. Now. Yeah, the Pittsburgh defense is really good. Yeah, if if they had a quarterback, man, they could be something. <laughs> See, that's, a, that's uh, a, I was thinking, like a team like the Vikings. Like, how do you go into the year knowing Kirk Cousins your quarterback, yeah. thinking like we got a chance at you know winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, like you can't be thinking that. No. Nick Foles is probably the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl in the last 20 years. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know when Trent Dilfer won his, but I don't know. I don't know where I'd put him up against Nick Foles. It's got to be close. Because then, then it's like, it's Mahomes. It's Brady. Aaron Rodgers. Ben Roethlisberger. Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Trash. But Eli wasn't bad. Joe Flacco. Ooh. This. Ah, Nick Foles is worse but, than. Uh, but Joe Flacco was really good. He when, was. When the Ravens were running the system for him. So it's like. Like. Like Carolina. You can't go trade for Sam Darnold and be like, okay, we got a chance. You know, you know you don't have a chance. Come on now. No. 
You don't even got a and, chance and, to win the division. That's the worst quarterback in the division still. <laughs> we can we can just move into that game because uh, we don't even got to talk. We don't got to talk about it. <laughs> it. It's it's fine. Sam Darnold sees ghosts still. Still, <laughs> he's he's the worst number one on the depth chart starting quarterback in the NFL. Period. And they had CMC you, back, and they could only score six points. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> They suck. Their defense is pretty good, but yeah, not that, when they're on the field for forty-eight exactly. minutes. That's that's the point I was trying to make when I was talking about the Giants' defense being similar <laughs> to Tampa's Bay's defense. Is you have these awful, awful dog shit quarterbacks like Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold, and they put your defense on the field all Fields. game long. <laughs> Sorry, he just. Almost when session is is caught by command. Sorry, it's all good. <laughs> but got these dog shit quarterbacks, and they keep your defense on the field all game long. You're you're not going to be good. Your defense isn't going to be good. Your pass rush is going to gas out. Your linebackers are going to get sick of running sideline to sideline. Your DBs are going to get tired of pressing and chasing fucking wide receivers. This is an awful, awful setup. They have a really good defense, very promising. You're wasting a lot of Shaq Thompson's, like, the end of his prime. And, and then, then you, you have bring this... in Stephon Gilmore. Right. Who's to do still what? elite. Yeah. I mean. And he's at the end of his prime, too. Yeah. And then they give him the extension, and now Stephon Gilmore probably is sitting on the bench and he's got to strap up his helmet every three minutes after a three and out or an awful interception. because And he's probably like, fuck, I wish I was still on the Patriots. Because <laughs> Mac Jones will drop down these like 19-play drives, yeah. dinking and dunking and handing off to Damian Harris. Like, tire out that defense because Sam Darnold will help you out with that. That's my I don't like bad quarterback play. That shit makes me mad. Hey, Damian Harris. Six straight yeah. game with a rushing touchdown, I think. He's good. Yeah, yeah that, like that's that. that's a stat. Belichick can't even be like, we got to mix it up. Andre. I, Brandon Bolden actually got a lot of burn in this game. Well, Damian Harris got hurt late. And Ramondre uh, might have been inactive. Yeah, he was. Yeah, they, they it did, was. Did some weird stuff. So they had J.J. Yeah. Taylor active, but. I, I see a lot, like, way too much of Brandon Bolden in all of these New England games. Well, it's because it's like that's just, James White. That's what yeah, it but, is. Yeah, but James White's good. That's the difference. That's, that's Belichick. Brandon Bolden's slow. <laughs> but he must be able to catch the ball. And that's what he can. That's, yeah, that, Bill Belichick trusts him to catch the football. That's Sir, Sirianni is running their backfield like how Belichick usually runs his backfield. Yeah, and speaking of that, Devontae Smith has the same amount of 100-yard games in his rookie season as Odell had in his Browns tenure. That's nice. That's wild. (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) And you wonder why Odell was not very happy with the Browns organization. Did you see the video of Devontae on the sideline? I think it was Greg Ward was using the vibrating gun. And he's yep. like, you don't want to use that. You're using it on a bruise. Yep. It's it's not that's for soreness. 
He was like, yeah, I know a little something. Went to school for exercise science. And I was like, <laughs> that's cold. I yeah. Oh. That's smart. It's just I a smart love, major dude. to have. Smart guy. I mean, and I was I was uh, looking through the comment section. And he's, this person's like, I can confirm I was in classes with him. And they're like, I bet he didn't do any of his work. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, no. He actually did more work than anybody else. And I was like, damn. See, I don't know if that's true, but that's what's up. <laughs> like, that's smart for an athlete to do something, to go actually go to school for something that they can use to prolong their career by having that knowledge. That is genius. It, exactly. And then on top of that, he's like an undersized receiver. So, mm-hmm. like, having an exercise science background will help him, like you said, prolong his career because he's going to do what he needs to do to get his body right for game day. Yeah. I I love Devontae. He's going to be good for a long time. Like, even though Jamar Chase is the best right now. Yeah. Just because of the situation. I mean, Devontae's going to be so good. Yeah, I mean, he so has... Good. Devontae Smith has 537 yards on the season so far. Which is solid because he has, like, Jay four Lawrence. games. That's your quarterback. <laughs> yeah. He has, like, four games where he got, like, three targets. Yeah. <laughs> so... Shout out to Devontae Smith. I, I'm really happy with how his rookie season is going and how he's, like, performing with uh, awful quarterback play. Yeah. But Jalen Hurts looked decisive in this game, which was nice to see. Very different than usual. He's stepping up in the pocket and just firing on his reads, and that's why Devontae Smith got the ball a lot mm-hmm. because he's open all the time. <laughs> yeah. But they lost this game to the Chargers who were pretty solid. They still insist on running on every first down, even though they have Justin Herbert. <laughs> oh. Mike Williams hasn't been relevant <laughs> in a couple weeks. Four weeks, I think. Keenan Allen Three got weeks. involved, though. That was nice. Yeah. Keenan Allen's took back that wide receiver one on this team. Yeah. Yep. I think three separate tight ends scored in this game on the Chargers that were just random guys. There was like an Anderson. I know Parham had one. It's possible. (laughs) It it is very possible. Yeah. So they, they scrapped it together and did what they needed to do to beat this pretty bad Eagles team that is now rallying apparently. After the huge blowout of the Lions, but yeah, I'll, the Eagles decided to run the ball as soon as Miles Sanders goes down. They just like pound the rock now, and then let the teams load the box and then throw behind them. It's so good, shout good. out Nick Sirianni for adapting. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, get creative. You have creative football players. We can move on to our hometown Green Bay Packers. And what was the most overhyped game all season, all week? Everybody was lo- just so excited to see Jordan Love. And I can't name a single thing that looked promising that he did. Nothing, nothing looked good. The simple plays looked like an absolute struggle. Uh, Tay 
looked like he hated every second of being out there. There's no chance he's sticking around next year if Rodgers leaves. Like, the completions were off target. Uh, A.J. Dillon had the shoestring catch on what was a shot put pass by Love early in the game. Uh, He threw one touchdown all because Lazard did all the work after the catch, not to mention he was backing up, threw it off the back foot to the sideline. Uh, Nothing looked natural. Nothing looked... I mean, I guess he was kind of decisive, but the the receivers weren't open in a lot of cases. He missed Devontae on at least five throws. And the Packers should have easily won this game still. Because Patrick Mahomes fucking blows. He's awful. (laughs) They had an angle where Kelsey's in the middle of the field with his hands up. Like, bruh, I'm wide open. There was no one within 15 yards of him. And instead, he, he tried whipping it downfield to Tyree Kill. He's just flat out playing impatient. And he's yeah. still making bad decisions. Kevin King should have had an interception, but Kevin King blows too. He's awful. Uh, is, is Kevin King worse than Patrick Mahomes? This game should have been 6-10 to 10 going into half. At least. Yeah. But for some reason, Stokes got hurt in warm-ups. And then didn't play. Yep. Yep. I don't know what that's all about. Oh, but this game was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, their special teams is the story of this game. At the end of the day, why in the offense? If the offense and the special teams did well, nothing to help the cause. I I didn't expect the offense to be good. I don't know why anybody expected the offense to be good. Jordan Love. Everything we've heard is that he's not ready. To play. He didn't suit up once last year. Because he wasn't ready to play. So, I'm not surprised that the offense wasn't that good. I figured they'd stick to the ground and go ground and pound play action. I mean, Mason Crosby missed a field goal that he normally makes. And then he got a field goal blocked. Because we decide to pick up a long snapper in the middle of the week for some reason. Which then leads to bad holds, which makes the laces point toward Crosby because there's not getting enough rotations on the snap, and then the snaps are high. And I think the first one, Bjork has picked up off the ground. Yep. And then we had a muffed punt. Which, why was Malik Taylor even near the ball? Exactly. So... Just an uninspiring game all around from the Packers. And then at the end of the day, they're still 7-2, and two, and they should have Rodgers back for the next game. This was a, like, the game gave me more confidence in the Packers' defense. Well, yeah. Especially their run defense. Chris Barnes which is, was filling yeah. holes all day. And Joe Barry was a linebacker's coach for the Rams. So him coming over and our linebackers markedly improving shouldn't be a surprise, but nobody knew if Joe Barry was going to be a good defense coordinator in general. So it's great to see them just not sucking at 
playing against a run. And Devondre Campbell has been incredible all season. And it's nice to see Chris Barnes kind of coming on as the season goes on. So I, I'm encouraged even though they lost because they still were able this, – this should have been a get-right game for Kansas City. And if you're just if you're a Kansas City fan, you're more concerned than if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. That's for sure. Exactly, exactly. Because Green Bay could have easily lost the Cardinals game with uh, how everybody was out, and that was a close game. Yeah. So I saw this game as house money with no Aaron Rodgers. It's like if we lose this game, we're we have the tiebreaker with the Cardinals, who are at the top of the conference. And then if we go down to seven and two, you just got to hope they lose one more game and then you're tied and you have the tiebreaker. So I, this was fine. It was a gross game. I mean, if you expected anything else, I expected a Kansas city blowout. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I thought that, but that's what's more frustrating. I, you'd rather have that. Exactly. I would rather have Tyreek have 160 all purpose yards. No, I was playing two touchdowns. So we, well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> out of the sorry, context sorry. of fantasy football <laughs> sorry. Sorry. outside of fantasy you still, you'd rather you still have talk about fantasy. Them, them just kind of blow them out and just put this game away and then see if like jordan love can do something in garbage time but they were he was just getting the shit blitzed out of him he was all game and he had no idea what 17 to do. against he's the just blitz, deer yeah deer and headlights the whole time they blitzed so and he didn't Jordan Love running the ball? Like when he was scrambling? He, yeah. He's not a very fast dude either. No. <laughs> and he no. W- doesn't know how to slide. Doing a lot of flopping forward. <laughs> the the thing about Jordan Love is the arm talent. And you just didn't see the flashes that you wanted to see in this game. And again, it was his first start in one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL and like (laughs) it was a pretty interesting situation that he got thrown into because of the whole Aaron Rodgers thing and it's kind of a PR mess with how everybody's treating it and then Jordan Love has to answer those questions on top of preparing for his first ever NFL start and he's probably just not a good enough quarterback yet to start an NFL game that matters. So I don't know. I'll, I'll cut him a little slack, but he didn't look good. Makes sense why he didn't even suit up for a game last year. Yeah. I would have rather seen current Bankert out there, but he was out on COVID. I'd rather seen the boat out there. <laughs> like mortals. I mean, this yeah. just, it gave Rodgers all of the leverage against everything. Yep. This was literally best case scenario at, from a, the game outcome. Rodgers yep. still obviously going to be under fire for whoever knows how long until the next unfortunate thing happens in the league, which it seems like there's one every single week right now. Yep. It's like days since the NFL has been overly dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Can go next to our days since Jacoby Myers last scored a touchdown. 
Which is increased by seven days, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Because <laughs> it's like, if Rodgers plays this game, we win by three scores. It's, it and feels that Devante way. Devontae has 170 yards and two touchdowns. It would have yep. been there the entire game. AJ Dillon also. Yep. He's AJ Dillon's pretty pretty good. I like AJ Dillon. Yeah. Ninety all purpose yards. Imagine if they took him at that pick that Love was picked instead of Love and then you know. Imagine if they just took, took Brandon Ayuka at that pick and then AJ Dillon at the same pick that they took him with. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. He, he I, I is. back. He is. So speaking of Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> found the end zone. Uh, didn't enter the doghouse after he fumbled, which I was shocked. I, I he had like three receptions or something, and then he fumbled, and I was like, "Oh, Brandon Ayuk shipping, getting shipped back into the doghouse." No, he, he didn't do it. But Colt McCoy still comes out on top. Arizona goes to eight and one with a thirty-one to seventeen win against San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan sucks. Is not a good head coach. Nope. Kyle Shanahan is a solid offensive coordinator, but you know what? Kyle Shanahan would be really good at as a running game coordinator. <laughs> His running schemes are perfect, and that's exactly what you want. You want the Kyle Shanahan brushing system. Elijah Mitchell was not that good in college, but he looks fantastic because Kyle Shanahan knows how to scheme him up. You know what Kyle Shanahan doesn't do? He doesn't make relationships with players. He puts players in the doghouse for no reason. Shout out Trey Sermon. Shout out Brandon Ayuk. Shout out Dante Pettis. Trey Sermon, who was inactive. <laughs> yeah. And then it it's just like, the player personnel part of Kyle Shanahan is not good. They draft these players with high picks like Brandon Ayuk and Dante Pettis. And Kyle Shanahan's just like, ah, not feeling it. They're playing Josh Norman over a rookie corner that was pretty solid because Kyle Shanahan didn't like him because he let up a bad touchdown against the Eagles. It's like... This this is just so frustrating every week that we have to talk about Kyle Shanahan and his awful player personnel development instead of talking about how this team could be really good because Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle are all really good at football. <laughs> they lost Colt McCoy and James Conn. Yeah. And whoever James that Conner. Wes Wes Eversey, whoever the receiver was, <laughs> was another no guy. Talking about. Dude, it was like they had no Kyler, they had no Nuke, and Chase Edmonds got hurt in the first quarter. It's just like this is an inexcusable game to lose from San Francisco, especially at home. Yeah, it's just it's bad. Okay, so is now the time to switch to Trey Lance? I I don't think it matters. What's it doesn't matter because <laughs> Shanahan's gonna kill his confidence. Like that's he does fair. every other player. Yeah, probably get 
he probably won't see the field just because Shanahan will get mad at him for running, doing the wrong read on a read option, just getting tackled for a two-yard loss instead of a three-yard gain. It's going to be like, nope, you're done for the season. Sorry, bud. Ugh, yeah. Shanahan pisses me off. It's just uh, Chase Edmonds has a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out a few weeks. Going to see a lot James of Connor. James Conner. Little Eno Benjamin. Yep. Eno, my guy. He had a nice run. Truck somebody. Yeah, I, I like, like that. that. Oh. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what I didn't like? Matt Stafford. What? Giving his yeah. best Carson Wentz impression. <laughs> Getting spun around in the end zone. Try not to take a, a safety, which wouldn't have been a safety. And then thrown a dart right to David Long Jr. Another name fact. First game in NFL history that there was a David Long Jr. on both teams. Really? Really. I think what, I think what? the Rams have a DB named David Long Jr. They do. Number 22, David Long. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> That's wild. Uh... But yeah, Rams look bad. Uh, Cup still almost had 100 yards. Um, this game could have been much closer. Uh, Stafford hit Tyler Higby in the back of the end zone. Uh, but Higby's mm-hmm. cleat was just on the white line. So then it was illegal touching because he went technically went out of bounds. Came back in. Uh, so then the Rams had to settle for a field goal. That would have made it 10-21. to 21. At that point, they settled for a lot of field goals yeah. that they probably could have gone for with their crazy high-powered offense that they've had this season. But shout out to Jeffrey Simmons, who was a yeah. dog. I think he had two Massive and a half sacks game. in the first half. He had three. <laughs> oh baby, and and that secondary played really well for uh, Tennessee. Yeah, Kevin Bayard is one of the best safeties in the league. Yeah. And he's just game in and game out. Him and, like, Minka are some of the best ball hawk free safeties that we have. And, I mean, the pick six tonight, I think he had a pick six either yep. last week or the week before. It was strictly off he's, of instinct, too. Exactly. Uh, Big Ben, slow to get up. Yeah, this is – Tennessee's good. They have the – two highest rated so Tennessee has two the two highest graded pass rushers on their team with D'Amico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons they and they're both D tackles which is and they still have the highest pass rush grade (laughs) the third highest is Leonard Floyd and he's a D end so that's supposed to happen So that's like Aaron Donald type of stuff to be putting up that high of pressure rates at D-tackle. And they're both on the Titans, which is crazy because we were talking about how bad this defense was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, like Bud Dupree was supposed to be the big offseason addition, you know, (laughs) bringing pressure off the edge, but all that pressure is just coming right up the middle. So so all throughout the game. I think Harold Landry also is really good. He's been playing really well. Yeah, so so early in the game, the Rams were just doing straight dropbacks, and they were blowing it up right up the middle the entire time, just bull rushing. Uh, Stafford's own lineman took him down on one of the stacks because he just got mm. 
went straight back and took them out. So then they started moving the pocket in the second half, and then they started to move the ball a little bit, but at that point, it was too late. They couldn't connect. I think they only had one pass more than 20 yards uh, for the game that went to Van Jefferson, so they weren't, weren't getting any of those ones loose to Cooper Cup. Uh, they couldn't get Van Jefferson on any of the deep shots. Uh, it was just tough sledding for the, the Rams' offense. They should have kept Deshaun. I mean, it, it didn't matter because Stafford <laughs> no, didn't have enough time to even <laughs> let the plays develop. No, yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Deshaun like, wouldn't have made a difference. But it's like, I'm not, uh, I'm but, not too worried about this Rams team. And now Tennessee's lot of, lot of, sitting atop the AFC. Still, yeah, that's a lot of Ewing theory games. This, yeah, this week. Well, <laughs> get rid of Deshaun Jackson. Is that the Ewing theory? No, Tennessee not having oh, Derrick oh, Henry. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Ten- Tennessee without Derrick Henry. Arizona without, without Kyler. Browns. Then- Browns without Odell. Browns without Odell. I mean, Packers. Uh, Denver without Von Miller. Packers didn't. That would have uh, been. I, that doesn't fit my narrative. That that would have been the, <laughs> the poster child for the I year. know. That would have been perfect. But, uh, I was, like, going through it. I'm like, ooh. But, uh, yeah. I Miami mean, without of, Tua? Sure. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. The Ewing theory, for the people who don't know is about Patrick Ewing and the Knicks being better without him because they had such a long championship drought and playoff drought. And then he got injured, and they immediately went on to make a deep playoff run. I think it was in 2001. And so the Ewing theory is that when you're so heliocentric on one player and then that player goes down and everybody else kind of rises up to – make the team better as a whole rather than having the one player. So that's why like Derrick Henry, Kyler Murray are like the focus of those teams yep. and they still won without them. So that's what the Ewing theory is. Yeah. We got, we got eight dream Peterson. <laughs> I saw, I saw you said that. Uh, it made me a little bad. That was a good one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, we got, got, what is it? Don DeAndre? Dondre Foreman? Dondre Foreman? Jeremy McNichols? Deontay Foreman? I don't know if it's... De apostrophe Ante, I think. I think it's Deontay. Probably is. I don't know. He, he was running the ball. Yeah, him, McNichols, and Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Crazy. Julio made it through an entire game. That was good. Did he? Couldn't tell. <laughs> by the by the stat sheet. <laughs> yeah, pretty quiet day for pass catchers on Tennessee. Which is surprising because they had no Derrick Henry. They still. Yeah. I mean, they had a pick six. And then I think Ferkser had the touchdown. It was Ferkser Swain had passing touchdown. Tannehill ran, goes Swain. Tannehill ran one in on a bootleg. Nice play. Oh, nice. nice play. That's how you be aggressive, then, Rams. That was on fourth down. And then AP with the with the touchdown. So. Yeah, pounded that one in on the short field from the Wentz interception. Yeah. Oh, 
Whoa. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Did I just say that? <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Right, you got a heat yeah. check? This is all part of heat I do. checks. Oh, go ahead. I do. I, I have an MCU heat check. <laughs> let, let it fly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, I'm going, going to Eternal tomorrow, so this is... All right. Uh, oh, I don't know. I got to make sure I don't spoil Eternals for you. I, I don't care. It, 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 it. Well, all right. I heard it sucked. <laughs> Eternals was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my heat check, but Eternals wasn't very good. And that's okay. A lot of people are saying the MCU is at a point of no return with just their whole system that they've been churning out. You got to remember, they've had a decade of unprecedented success in movies, yeah. just period. Every single movie is a hit. Every single movie like seems to break a box office record. But we just came off of the Infinity Saga. A lot of our characters that came from phase one that we've loved and care about are not going to be in this universe anymore. They're dead. <laughs> Iron Man's dead. Cap is gone. I mean, Spider-Man's going to be gone after this next movie. His contract is up. Sony doesn't want to re-sign him. So you're going to... They have to introduce these new characters for us to care about. They introduce... Black Widow also sucked. But they introduce Yelena, who's Yelena is a good character, and they introduce her. And then Shang Chi was pretty good. Introduced new characters for us to care about. The Eternals introduce just a dozen new characters for us to care about. It's not about how good the movies are right now. It's about getting us to care about characters for the long term. You don't remember what happened in Iron Man 2 because that movie was dog shit. But all it was was deepening our connection with the characters. So these movies, it's not as important if they're fantastic. Because Disney and Marvel takes these heat checks after their mega movies. After Avengers, they made Guardians of the Galaxy. With a bunch of characters nobody's ever heard of. With a director that just had no clear vision with everybody else. That shit worked. Everybody loved it. It's because they then keep af- pulling famous people. Exactly. Exactly. And then in after Age of Ultron, they do Doctor Strange. And a lot of people didn't like that movie. But, I mean, I personally liked it. Yeah. But, like, there was a lot of dissent against it because everybody's like, oh, it's boring. Well, Doctor Strange is one of the mainstay characters in the MCU right now. He's going to be one of the most important characters going forward. And then, now after Endgame, we see Eternals. That shit sucked. But it's introducing characters that we're going to have to care about for the rest of Phase 4 and Phase 5. If you think that Marvel is running out of stuff... We still got X-Men coming. We still got Fantastic Four coming. We still got a whole host of shit that's on the horizon that's just going to be crazy good. And 
I like there's going to be another decade of like box office dominance from Marvel and Disney. That's all I got. Not going to get Deadpool for a while. Shout out to Ryan Reynolds being a dad. True. Shout out to Ryan Reynolds. He's he's nice. Yeah. It's true. They're just going to run out of people. They're going to run out of stars to start putting these movies. <laughs> Yeah, like, they're like, let's get those guys from Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> throw them in the Eternals. They're like, Salma Hayek, you want to you wanna do a movie? She's like, sure, I guess. <laughs> like, we'll give you 15 mil, all right? <laughs> let's just, yeah. And then they got an Oscar-winning, okay, there's an Oscar-winning director for this movie. It's obviously going to feel different than any other Marvel movie. Because... They're trying to make an art piece, mm-hmm. but also have it be in the MCU. Like, I don't know what y'all expected going to this movie. <laughs> well, so I'll let you lower know your expectations. Like <laughs> yeah, lower your expectations for some of these origin oh. stories because we're sick of origin stories too. See, and I'm, let it let it breathe. I'm a big lore guy. Yeah, so like. I love origin stories. I don't care how I do boring too. they are because it's. I like yeah. putting the pieces together. I like how they all right. everything comes together. So I don't mind an origin story. Which is why I'm really excited about like the Fantastic Four and X Men because yeah. I want to see like how they're going to introduce them to the MCU. Yeah. It'll be cool. I'm hyped. I love. I'm hyped. I love going back to movies and theaters. I know it's such too. an underrated thing. You get you get the deluxe seats. Ooh, who do you think? Don't look. Justin Fields just threw a touchdown to who? Uh, Why you just look? I just saw you look. I'm way behind. It's second oh, and goal okay. right now. All right, who do you throw a touchdown to? Jesper Horstead. <laughs> Jimmy Graham. Huh? Yeah, it was close. Wrong, wrong, <laughs> right. wrong tight end. Could have been. I had I had four to pick from. Could have been Komet, <laughs> Jesse James, Jimmy Graham, Jesper Horstead. Oh, there's a there's a personal foul. Oh, that's tough. Illegal chop block. <laughs> that's tough. Well, you you got no heat check and you let them all loose on the pod? I let them fly. Yeah. I ain't got nothing that's nothing festering in me right now. All right. Well, we thank you for joining us on this edition of the Firestarters podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at podfirestarters. You can email us at thefirestarterspod at gmail.com. Send us any interaction that you want. Send us topic ideas. Send us questions. Whatever you got. We'd, we'd love to know what you guys want to hear so we can cater this podcast to our listeners. That is what we want at the end of the day. We want you guys to be happy so we can be happy. And we can all be a nice, happy fire starting family. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> but we will talk at you next time. Bye bye.